Hello and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am Kayla, I am one of your co-hosts, and I'm here with... Cool Hand Noah, that's my name. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a cool. I don't know what my name would cool, be if I cool hand was Noah in that. and yeah, like we need uh our nicknames. I don't know what I would do. Nicknames like, based on the pod. How he gets his name is he like does something and it's like yeah you're cool hand Luke like it's very I just don't think there's anything I have. I don't know. You could be. <laughs> Let's see, based on things oh we say God. in the pod. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking like. <laughs> Something to do with movie stats. Like, you could just be yeah, stats. Yeah. Like, we call you stats. stats from now on. I feel like that's that that's a good one. That's like an 80s um, it's fun. Like, it's like, kid. Hey, you know? stats, what's up? I'm like the sixth man in the cast list. <laughs> like, I'm not the first. I'm not in the core five, but I'm like an Yeah, assist. right, right, right. I'm on the bench when they need me. What would mine be? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, What do you... I'm just so much easy. It's so much easier to make fun of myself, which is not a good thing. Spooky but, buddies. You know. Oh, we yeah, have. What's the name of a guy in Spooky? Well, wait. Uh, Wiki stick. Wiki stick. Wiki Wiki uh, the stick. Warlock. The warlock. <laughs> what's the name? I don't know. From Camp, the lost is that a name episodes. The no, that was the name that we came is, up with. Oh, who was the name of the ghost? And what was Spooky the name of the ghost? The ghost was Lucky. And all the dogs are are like (laughs) butterball. Butterball. (laughs) That's not as cool as stats. I don't really want to be called butterball. I think you would be like spooky buddy, like singular, like spooky spooky buddy, buddy. or like spooks, spooks and stats. (laughs) Wow, wow. Coming to you with a new episode from Spooks and Stats. It's almost like that, you know, (laughs) um, when you're kids and. You do the like boots and cats thing where you're like boots and cats and boots, boots and cats. cats. It's and like sp- <laughs> Wait, it's <laughs> spooks and stats and spooks and stats. <laughs> just learning how to just learning how to. It's not uh, quite as over it's here. not quite as fun, but it's like it still works. We're we're a music music pod now. Music spooks pod. And stats do you remember and the and stats. the reboot of Electric Company? No. That they did on PBS. I, I don't. That's where I learned that. And it was like this really short white guy that was like, we're going to teach you guys how to beatbox in this episode. And he was like, did the boots and cats thing. And it was really. I'm trying to look up what they look like because I probably watched, because we watched PBS. 2000? Okay. Yeah. 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 I do. I do remember this. It was the most white show of all time. We have a new series today. That we're starting um, called Cinema Swap, where we both pick movies for the other person to watch that they haven't seen before. I think we came up with that they haven't seen before rule, too, because like so we can't pick movies. We know like the other one doesn't like that. We're like, maybe you'll change your opinion on this. Like, I think it's more fun if it's ones we haven't seen. Mm -hmm. And usually I think it's going to be ones where we think the other person would like it unless it's like. I mean, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to like. Yeah, like I likely won't make you watch some rom com. Right. I mean, I I I can get down with a rom. I know you can, but knowing me, I would pick some. some, Yeah, it's like I would enjoy picking some dumb movie that. 
you right. know, I think is funny or like some random Disney Channel teen movie like Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to do that to you, you know? And uh, that just wouldn't be fun to talk about either. No, I mean, like, I think it would be, but we're just keeping it. Well, for me. No, and it also wouldn't. with this why... with this episode, I think we picked ones that are at least kind of known. Like we don't want to be so obscure that it's like this yeah. really obscure Russian film from the 70s. <laughs> no, we're going to talk about this one. Um, I mean, maybe sometimes we'll do that. But, you know, for the first one, we want to start easy. They are streaming, you know. Everyone can watch them. It's like we knocked off we've never seen, but with, like, we've half seen. One of us have se- one of us has seen. One of us has seen it. <laughs> uh, and That's we the like, new yeah. title. Uh, so, Kayla, you picked Cool Hand Luke. I did. Um, which 60s 60 something i don't know what year it came out um stats is on stats is on the case (laughs) 67 thanks thanks stats we need like a little um (laughs) like Like we each need like a little theme song so that when (laughs) when we do it we have like a like i don't know what yours like stats would be like i don't know like keyboard like it would be like and then like a you know like like a little computer sound like what about like it could be like a typewriter it's like and do the bing and then that would be cute and then mine could be like a ghost boo (laughs) (laughs) ah ah uh so cool hand luke 1967 and phantom thread is the one i picked obviously from 2017 how many years apart is that? Is that fifty years? Sixty? It's like I don't an, know. Like You're the whole, one who can it, do math, not geez, me. Jeez, it's like uh, it's fifty years. It's a fifty years that we we wow. We didn't plan that. That's kind of cool to me. Yes, that's is a good name for you because I sent you that math problem, and I didn't <laughs> even finish it. Like I sat there for like two. Okay, so I applied for a job that I had to take like a math test for. <laughs> and Gosh. it was timed and it, I did terrible. I didn't finish it. I guessed on like half of the problems. And I sent a picture of it to Noah and I was like, how am I supposed to know this? And he responded like right away after he saw it and was like, oh, it's this one. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that was not what I put. <laughs> <laughs> Well, stats, I mean, stats to the rescue. It's not. I'm not really great at math. It's just like I took. I recently took two math courses about teaching first through twelfth grade math. So I, I have like all that kind of math, like all that weird like fraction stuff just in my mind. Anyway, the first movie we're gonna talk about today is Cool Hand Luke because we're <laughs> How gonna many start times have a little. Said that? <laughs> start a little lighter. This one is on Netflix, so if any of it you want to watch it, you can watch it. That's how I watched it. Uh, imagine if I rented it and then I found out it was on Netflix. That would We've suck. been talking, well, you know, I would pick a movie for you that's on streaming. But we've been talking yeah. about this series for a while, and Cool mm-hmm. Hand Luke was the first one that I was going to choose. And it had been on HBO, and then they took it off HBO, and I was like, oh, man, we won't be able to do Cool Hand Luke. And then we looked, and I was like, oh, my God, it's on Netflix. Cool Hand Luke, he's always there. He's just that cool. He's just, he's just cool. popping he's around this, every streaming service. He's vibing. He's living life. Vibe and Luke. Um, so, Kayla, why did you pick this movie? What do you like about it, etc.? That's literally exactly what I have in the document, so I just read that <laughs> word for word. Yeah. Um, I think this movie is very fun. I think that cool, it tells – it's very cool. 
it tells multiple different stories. Um, I think it's a movie that can be fun just on the go around of like watching it and experiencing the story and kind of the goings arounds in the prison and the different characters. But I think it also has uh, some kind of deeper storylines or maybe themes and symbolism that run throughout it. So you can kind of watch it and take multiple things from it, which is one reason that I like it. Also, it's Technicolor. So it is big fan of anything Technicolor. Well, not anything, but usually elevates the viewing experience uh, when you watch those older movies. And I thought that you would enjoy it. Like, I, I mm-hmm. enjoy watching this movie, and it seemed like something... I hope that you enjoyed it. I guess I'll find out because I have no idea. No, we That's one um, thing we haven't told each other what we. We think haven't about talked the about it at all, and we don't. We don't. We haven't like rated them on Letterbox, so, so we're just that was a in rule the dark here. Up. Um, but no, I, this is one that I recommend to everyone who asks for a movie recommendation, mm-hmm. just because it's a very broad movie, but one that I feel like a lot of people can enjoy. Like it's one that mm-hmm. even if you don't love like if even if it's not one of your favorite movies i think everyone can walk away from it being like oh that was a fun time or like i enjoyed those characters kind of reaction right yeah it's one of those like i mean recommending old movies sometimes is like a cliche for like like if you're like a cinephile because you're like i only recommend old movies oh my god but this is when i feel like you can recommend it it's like an older movie but it can translate well to like a modern audience like it's not one you have to like work at to enjoy the technicolor is interesting because this is like such late period technicolor it is like 67 they weren't really doing that anymore so it i mean and it shows i think like they like mastered the colors for technicolor in this one like it's it's so good the night scenes and yeah the indoor scenes and the scenes with just the outdoor scenes scenes. (laughs) i was gonna say the scenes where they're like working outside and the sun is Mm. shining i think that is really where it accentuates the saturated colors and saturated should we give a a quick synopsis of this movie oh my god we should i didn't write any synopses well i'll just for i'll just give something quick that's my thing that's my thing Wait, that could be, wait, well, what would be a name that, Synopsis isn't a good name. Um, Yeah, it's definitely not. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a good name at all. Um, But this is Paul Newman movie. Um, I think that's like, whenever Paul Newman's in a movie, I think that's like, just like a defining factor of the movie. It's like, this is a Paul, it's like, he's one of those actors. He really is. Um, He, he's so cool. (laughs) He, he's so cool hand this is basically it's his he's plays luke jackson he got sentenced to two years in a florida prison farm and it just kind of goes through uh his time at the prison farm goes into a bunch of different characters his interactions with them i don't want to go too far into it because it's definitely a lot more than just like the two years like it's a lot about a lot more than that um it kind of reminded me a little bit of like shawshank redemption obviously different yeah. tone different like different type of movie but it's, it's kind of like similar kind idea. of like yeah buddy film in a way as well where someone comes in and the other person's kind of been there and then they become mm-hmm. friends and it's like yeah it's it's exactly good vibes that, yeah. yeah exactly this one's a lot less depressing than shawshank i think even like though the ending of shawshank is actually happier i don't know just the tone but anyway, so yeah, this movie, well, going in, I literally had no idea what it was about. Actually, 
I thought it was a Western. Um, just from like, because I was not looking forward to this at all because I hate just those kind of movies. I don't you think like that Westerns. I would like a Western? Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> when have I ever talked about Western movies that I like? Back to the Future 3. Apart from Back to the Future uh, 3, which doesn't even really count as a Western. Yeah. Well, this is not a Western. It, I mean, I think it's I may, like some of the stills are like in the in the like countryside. Like, so it's hard to tell what it's about from a still. But once I found out that it was not a Western, I was a lot more excited. Um, and I really did like it. I thought it was a fun movie. I thought that it was kind of fun in the way it was structured, how there's a lot of like little storylines as it goes. And then as it gets closer to the end, it kind of culminates in a bigger storyline. Um, yeah. So it's like, I mean, one of the things is like he has to eat like 50 eggs on a bet. And that's like a big like 10, 15 minute section. And then it goes to another 15 minute section about another kind of mm-hmm. uh, thing. Yeah, and I think just the way it builds up to the ending is really well done because, like, the last 35 minutes or something is, like, its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's it's a lot darker than the rest of the film, but I think that it does a good job of, like, each kind of fun story. Like, the earlier, like, the first half is really a lot more fun and lighthearted, but yeah. then, like, as it goes on, it slowly gets a little darker as it goes. Um yeah, I like the it like with those little scenes that you mentioned that it mm-hmm. sort of helps build up uh I don't know that compassion is the right word, but like you like the characters and you feel a certain way about them because they kind of mm-hmm. show you these more human goofy sides of them and yep. then you develop that sort of attachment to go into the final like climax mm-hmm. stretch of the film third act. Right. It's just like classic like great character yeah it's like really it's really fun. okay i don't know <laughs> it's really fun it's really cool no it's just great writing um it's like just like exactly how you want to write characters to develop them like mm-hmm. um it's definitely not trying to reinvent the wheel in that way but it does it so well that it's just a good example of how to write good characters and develop their relationships over time and like the bonds between relationships is a big thing because it's like you have especially the main two characters, just how Luke and the other guy, whatever his name was. I, I, the names in this were hard for me drag to keep line. track of. Drag Drag? Yeah, there you go. Drag. The names in this were just were, were tough for me. Um, yeah, there's a their, lot. Their relationship, their relationship is definitely like the heart of the film. Um, and just I think the way that they develop their relationship is really, really well done. Um, and that's why it's impressive because you're kind of going through these unrelated storylines. So you feel like, I don't feel like there's not, as you're watching it, you feel like there's not really a through line, but the storylines are all in service of getting you to like the big payoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once you see it from the end, you're like, oh, that makes sense why they did all that. Yeah. What's your favorite like sequence in this movie? Like there's a lot of different like, um... little parts. I don't know. I mean, the, I feel like it's too, like, the egg sequence is too on Cliche. the nose. Um, oh, yeah, I like the fight scene, too. Yeah, that was the one I was going to say. The, the boxing, fight scene, Yeah, the I boxing think. match scene is so fun. Well, because especially in the boxing match scene, it sets up his character so well. It really does. And you're really confused about, like, what's kind of going on. So uh-huh. you're kind of figuring it out along with everyone else that really pays off in the end because in the final scene with like 
how he like his, his whole character is about how he's this guy that like just you can't break down you know yeah yeah like he's always going to like be himself and just be cool be cool be cool um, and so that's what that scene is really de- like establishing the fight scene is like he keeps getting knocked down but this he just stands right back up and like kind of calls that guy out like it's like how how many times you're gonna knock me down until you just leave you know and it kind of pays off with the scene when he's kind of digging that hole Mm -hmm. i guess i don't know if it was like digging what he was i guess he was just digging a random hole i don't know what they were trying to make him dig it's like the same scene but how they actually do kind of he comes to the end of his rope in that scene kind of yeah the fight scene is definitely i think my favorite well i think it's so fun also combined like into the next scene with the poker game when he like bluffs like that guy out and just when and then that's how he gets his name cool hand luke you know it's very like cliche like classic hollywood but it works it works well on me anyway so i can i can get down with some with some cliche scenes the ending i like the very ending um like the final scene in the church and yeah, how it all plays I love out that and scene. how it's like how it's kind of a like it's kind of sad but also you see in the final scene with the guys back at the prison like how much he impacted their lives mm-hmm. which is really sweet the last more like 30 minutes is what i had a more of an issue with just pacing wise i kind of like just the way like how he escapes and he gets back and he escapes and he gets back like he's like it's three times um i don't know i just felt like for me i he doesn't quit though well he doesn't quit yeah i mean and it, it keeps on going for me it just like was kind of not there wasn't enough going on i guess to just keep me interested like i still watched that was just definitely my least favorite part was like um i don't know i felt like the pacing just kind of like slowed at that point but then it picks back up um and i do like the scene when he escapes from the last time because you think he's actually just like done at that point and then he like goes in the car and gets away like wow look look at him look at him (laughs) turns over to drag and says look at us who would have thought i think it's a good movie i would say uh i probably would say four out of five for me really solid really solid like old it's kind of like mid old hollywood because it Mm -hmm. feels old hollywood but it really isn't yeah which is interesting i think the technicolor helps with that too because it feels like a really classic movie but like 67 you watch other films from 67 and they feel a lot different than this Mm -hmm. one thing that i love about this movie i wrote it like 10 times in different ways is how they do these like random shots where something else is in the foreground like usually some kind of object and there's like an action taking place you know in the background so like they have a lot of shots from the ground where they focus on like the person's feet and then in the background they show you know the people working or whatever and then they focus on the sunglasses constantly yeah um, the sunglasses is a great like motif that was when they first established that guy who's really the the biggest antagonist they show us his sunglasses first is the first thing we see of him pretty much and then in the end obviously his sunglasses you know break and it's like just kind of proves gotta go back to the gas station get some more like luke one you know because mm-hmm. you're like yeah, exactly Ha ha! The system did not take him down. That's what you thought. 
um, even though he died. But it was like he, he did die. I mean, he it, won. It, kind it of was did, on. It was on his it was own. On his terms. He knew. He knew he was gonna die, and he said, "I'm gonna do it." And that's gonna be it. And I've won. And that's when he like smiles at the end, cause you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, right. those shots. Uh. I think. Uh. Where they do kind of just interesting things like that. Mm. I think shakes it up a little bit, because you don't see that a lot. You know. Yeah. Or like it would focus on a gun or mm. the fence or the shovel, like things that were more objects than actual like people's faces and stuff. Mm-hmm. With the sunglasses guy, um, well, they're all kind of, like, there's, like, three main, like, antagonists. Like, they're all, like, the, the they, like, help run everything. Yeah. Um, I, I, enjoy, I appreciated how they didn't really go into them very much. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it would have been really, like, not a good idea to give them, like, a lot of backstory and, like, a couple scenes where they're just talking, like, in a dark, shadowy room <sighs> and, like, trying to, like, bring, like, get like just add more character to them um and i think that i liked it a lot better how the film decided to just develop the main characters um and just like all the good guys because like we didn't really need the villains to have like a big connection to them we just they're off they're bad you know and i think it just worked a lot no one wants backstories on cops wow savage um and i think i mean the the shot with the sunglasses really just says it like that kind of says it all it's kind of just like this is um like this faceless character that he's like just represents this evil so we don't really need to know anything else yeah we just need to know that he's not good and we don't like him and we do like this cool guy because he's paul newman and we like him and i love the scene too i wanted to say where his mother is is it his mother that's dying yeah and, i think so. i think so um he just kind of like sits there and plays the banjo and all the guys kind of let yeah. him have his moment and i love that because you kind of see this the whole time this very like you're not really sure up until that point his intentions of just being mm. this kind of guy who goes with the flow but is like i'm gonna not quit and stuff and I think that it kind of shows that he's more well-rounded than you might think that he is. And maybe some of the other guys realize then, too, that there's a lot more to him than just being Cool Hand Luke. Like, right. He has, like, this whole – all these guys, like, like, um, like think of him as, like, this god. And, like, I think, like – I think it definitely kind of – he breaks him down a bit that – aspect anyway with like when he comes back with the picture and everything um just how like like annoyed he is with like having to keep up that like persona when his like mom is dead yeah and he's kind of dealing with all that and he doesn't want to have to eat 50 eggs right now (laughs) um which you know i i can feel that um i was trying to think of like one like funny like final question to ask the new segment is it dot 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 gay question mark (laughs) is it yes it is um very much so actually kind of it's by because i mean they got that one scene with the girl that was i thought that was just really boring i didn't like that scene oh the scene with the girl and the yeah yeah i thought that that was just a little too cliche for me like you can lean cliche scenes in some of them but that was like yeah no i agree i think it could have been done more 
Like, it's not the idea of the scene that I don't like. It's the execution of the scene. Right, yeah, Because I think the scene itself, like, that kind of thing makes sense in this kind of story and context. But I think that, yeah, you're right. It is a little cliche. Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, and they use it as a way for him to kind of get really annoyed with Luke. Like, that's kind of, like, what makes him fight. But they could have just figured out something else. Yeah. Um... But you know, maybe that was that was when he finally realized in that fight. You know, he was like, "Wait a second. That he he's like, why am I mad about this? Oh, maybe it's because I like him." Wow, wow, just two boyfriends running I think, away. I think, yeah, truck. yeah. No, it definitely is. It's. I mean, 100%. look, they're. I was gonna say they're shirtless. Half the film. They are. And I don't know yeah. how you could be, you know, around Paul Newman shirtless all the time and be like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's fine. He's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anywho. Also, you see in the scene with the picture, when he sends the picture, he doesn't really use the picture for himself. He sells it. So he's like, he's not as interested in, he's, it just shows like his character's developed, you know? He's not interested in yeah in, in girls anymore you know yeah. he's done yeah he's just looking to use it as profit now uh, i mean anyway. and then like, they're obviously more sorry <laughs> we're terrible they're obviously <laughs> more than just best friends because he like attacks that officer guy when luke yeah. dies he's like they have a deep deep bond. deep bond they have a deep bond um, in many ways, th- deep in many There should have been... Oh, dear Lord. Uh, cool! Hand Luke. I'm so sorry. All right, so I think we'll go to an ad break now. Yeah, uh, Unless please. you have anything else to say about No, let's, let's cut to an ad. Cool Hand Lucas. Oh, man, if that was called Cool Hand Lucas... Then, Could you imagine? Like, oh, my gosh. Drop no. it to a three. All right, yeah, we'll go to an ad break now. When we come back, we'll talk about Phantom Thread, which is a much more depressing, different movie. And we're back. Looney Tunes back in action with Brendan Fraser and the other girl that's on the cover. And we're here with Stats and Spooks moving on to the second movie in Cinema Swap. It all, like, flows together. Cinema Swap with Stats and Spooks. (laughs) It's fire. It is so good. It is fire. It is fire. It is good. Stats and Spooks. That's us. I like it. (laughs) Change our our Instagram name. Um, So... Now we're talking about Phantom Thread, which is on HBO Max. That's one reason I picked this, because it's... I watched it streaming a long time ago. It's not one that, like, is always streaming. It's not just one of those movies, like, that it just jumps streaming services. So I wanted to take advantage of it being on HBO Max, which is why I picked it. That's not to say you shouldn't... Uh, you should double feature these. I'm not saying this is a double feature. So <laughs> Definitely not If I wanted feature. to pick a better movie as a companion piece, I would have picked something else. But... Yeah, this is 2017. This time, I'll give a synopsis before we start talking about it. Though I'm pretty sure more people have seen this or are familiar with this um, Mm -hmm, story. Because it's more recent. I'll just take this. I'll just read this word for word. This looks good on... I just Googled it. Uh, Renowned dressmaker Reynolds Woodcock and his sister Cyril are at the center of British fashion in 1950s London. 
dressing royalty, movie stars, heiresses, socialites, and I can't pronounce that word. Uh, so moving on. Women come and go in Woodcock's life, providing the confirmed bachelor with inspiration and companionship. His carefully tailored existence soon gets disrupted by Alma, a, strong, a young and strong-willed woman who becomes his muse and lover. Wow, that's the synopsis of Phantom Thread, if I've ever read one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a last name, Woodcock. I would, I would have um, maybe changed that one. Yeah. Uh, especially, like, he puts it on all his dresses. Like, it's, like, in prominent letters on the back of these dresses. Yeah. Like, I don't Woodcock. know. Tough beat. Yeah. Um, we can talk about that in the portion called, is it dot, 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 gay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I picked this movie. I mean, one reason I picked this movie again was because it was streaming, and I wanted to take advantage of this while it was streaming. Um, I also didn't know you hadn't seen this movie, so it wasn't even one I was thinking of. But I was just going through, like, my highly rated films, and I was, like, scrolling through, and I was like, wait. I looked, looked through, like, three times. So that was one reason I picked it. Listen, um, you have. Hey, I was. I'm helping you fill in a gap. It's you a gap exposed that you me. You exposed me because hey, well, every... I just act like I've seen this movie. Like when people would bring it up and talk about it, I would pretend like I've seen it because Jeez. I feel embarrassed that I haven't seen man. it. And well, now then you, don't you have said to. that, and I was like, man, now everyone is gonna know. <laughs> That I haven't seen this movie until now, but it's fine. It's totally You have cool. seen it now. You have seen it now. Normalize um, not watching popular movies. Yeah. And then watch them when and you can. And then want watch to. them when you can, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is a one of my favorite movies. This is my favorite soundtrack or score to a movie. I like there was a semester where I like this is all I listened to for homework, like just on repeat. Um, I listened to it again today, just kind of because I list, I'll watch the movie again yesterday. I rewatched it, and I was like, man, that soundtrack is so good. And I bought the vinyl uh, <laughs> after I watched it. Amazing. It was Yeah, yeah, you know, cap- capitalism. Yeah, this is one of my favorite movies. Probably, uh, I, have, I've, I have a couple I haven't seen, I don't think. Um, but this is my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie, uh, mostly because it's so different. I think this is kind of like a similar tone to The Master in just the execution if i'm comparing it to his other films i mean like it's definitely this and the master are kind of similar vibes i think i really like it because it's a costume drama kind of i mean it's not really such a costume drama like a like um pride and prejudice or emma or just like basically jane austen ripoffs or jane austen movies but it it's just has that vibe that tone of a costume drama Mm -hmm. the look of it the feel uh, the lighting, great lighting in this movie, but it doesn't feel like a costume drama, I guess. It feels like a very modern story, uh, which is how it would have been in that time. Yeah, I feel like a lot of costume dramas are so concerned with like, oh, we have to get the period exactly right by making everyone talk in this very specific way. They have to look this way. They can't say this stuff. They can't talk about this stuff. This isn't like a subject we can look into, but it is like nothing has really changed in seven the last 70 years from then till now the hum, humans are for more or less the same and i just really like how it feels like so relatable or so like um relevant or recent contemporary but it just looks like and feels so beautiful and orchestral 
I don't know. It just feels mm-hmm. like a movie that could have been made at any time. Like, this yeah, doesn't feel like I agree with that. a movie that I watched, like, oh, yeah, that came out, like, a couple years ago, definitely. Um, and I think that helps, too, because they didn't have a cinematographer for this movie. So a lot of it feels very, like, not flashy. Like, the, it's flashy in the way, like, maybe it looks very, just looks very good. But, like, a lot of the camera movements are very just basic, you know? Like, they set shots are set up well, but it's not like they're trying to impress you with that as, like, the technicality. Whereas something like 1917, you watch that, you're like, they no way they would have made this in, like, 1970, you know? They couldn't do that. Um, yeah, so I think, it's, long story short, that's one of the main reasons I love this movie is just because it feels, like, so modern while still, like feeling so like comforting and like the way it feels old and like and just warm even though it's not really warm but you know what i mean i know it feels like a comfort movie even though this is the weirdest comfort movie of all time um (laughs) but it it feels like that's what it feels like to me like i don't know i can see it feels like a a warm hug maybe like a warm hug with a knife in your in your yes in your your fist (laughs) come around and you kind of like you don't stab (laughs) him in the back but maybe you like Cause scrape it them. down their spine. You scra- no, like, yeah, you scrape like it. one of those. No, 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 not like, not like an actual scrape. But you're like, like run, run it down the edge, so like they can feel how sharp yeah. it is. But you're not like penetrating their skin. Right. Maybe, maybe like a a lemon zester that you just kind of rub, just kind of move, move down. <laughs> we'll we'll move on till this metaphor. A lemon zester. <laughs> You know, like it's like a cheese grater, but it's a handheld cheese grater. It's like a portable. You can stick it in your pocket. Isn't that what they're? I yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, a portable cheese grater. A zester, great. Warm hug <laughs> with a zester. That's <laughs> me. Cool. Do you want me to talk about it now? Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I have a lot I could say, but I yeah, talked a lot, um, and that was kind of the end of. My mental state was a warm hug with the lemon zester. I, I liked it. Um, I didn't love it, which doesn't really surprise me. Um, this is not really usually my style of film to watch or like the kind of movie that I would get into. I also think I was more in the right mood now to watch this. Like I probably would have disliked it more if I had watched it at a different point in the last couple years or whatever mm-hmm. since it came out. Um, let's see. What are some specific things that I liked? The car shots. Hated them. Uh, hated. hated. What? I love the car they shots. They made me so dizzy. When he's like frenzy driving and it's like, I was like, I got to close my eyes. Yeah, didn't like that. I did really like the dialogue portions I think that was probably my favorite aspect of the film mm. was when they were just sitting and talking and saying, you know, different things that showcased their thoughts and personalities uh, more so than I liked the actual like story and plot line. I didn't love the story or the plot line. Um, what? I mean, I don't love it like I would do it. But I love. I just think the way it's executed is really well done. Um, I almost had bad grammar. Yeah, I yeah, I still don't like the story. Um, but I liked the way the dialogue was written. 
So like the mm, way it's the a characters really good script. He's a really good writer. Yeah, with each other. And I think it's good writing dialogue because he and like he's not really credited in the credits or on like you, if you look it up. But him and Daniel Day Lewis like really kind of did this together. Like this is well known. Like Daniel Day Lewis did this movie and it was like, all right, I don't need to make anything else because this is good. Like the best I'll ever do. And like Daniel Day, like so his character seems so well realized in all his dialogue seems so well written because i think like he was part of the development process mm-hmm. and so like i it just feels very in character off it all feels very in character and very in the mood of the film especially for him uh his character is just so like well crafted did I you also, like the acting um yeah i thought yeah, it was fine a, i wouldn't say that it's like the best acting i've ever seen or like the best performances i've ever seen but I think that they suited what they were supposed to do. The, the movie. Well, yeah. yeah, like in context of the film. Um, one thing is that I thought it was so funny. Like it was, it's a funny movie. It's yeah. so funny. There are so many funny lines. I act like there, I don't laugh out loud a lot at movies. Like I will do like one of those <laughs> or yeah. like chuckles or one of those yeah. like breathe out of your nose laughs where you're just like. <laughs> Like that uh, was those are those are those are my my bread and butter. <laughs> but Which, yeah. I laughed out loud at the line um, when the girl came up at the table, and she was like saying that she wanted to be buried <laughs> in the dress, and they were like, "Oh, how nice!" And then <laughs> she like walked off, and he was like, or that one of them said like, "Cyril, you would uh, dig it up and take it off the body." And I was like, "Oh my god, it was so funny!" But I actually yeah. like laughed out loud because it like mm. was just so funny to me. Well, because again, like the dialogue, like you wouldn't expect them to say those kind of things in this kind of movie. Yeah, like, it's very like real. But I think um, it, yeah, I think it really works. Um, yeah. A couple of my other favorite lines were, um, there is an air of quiet death in this house and I do not like the way it smells. <laughs> that, it was just so <laughs> funny to me because it feels so, like, when you first hear it, you're like, oh, that's, like, poetic and... yeah like eloquent but then when you think about it you're like that's the dumbest thing anyone's yeah, ever well, said because he's so dramatic he's like <laughs> he's the most so dramatic, dramatic. Of all time well that whole segment where she likes makes the food or whatever and he's like uh-huh. are you a special agent sitting here to ruin my evening <laughs> and possibly my entire life i was like why are you, you have so gun? dramatic give me where, where's, where's your, your gun, gun? Show me your you gun. here to kill me like do you have a gun <laughs> like bro you're gonna kill chill. me Oh, it's so But, funny. like, yeah, I I don't know. Part of that is almost relatable in a way where you get, like, this anxious, neurotic sort of reaction to things if you're yeah, yeah. that kind of person. So it just cracked me up because I, I feel like a lot of people could watch that scene and be like, oh, man, this is so dramatic and whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just, like, yeah, it is dramatic, but it is also, like, laughable right. when you're and- watching it. He's a very specific kind of character. It's kind of like the whole point of the movie is based on what kind of character he is. Like, he's not, like, supposed to represent a wide variety of people. I think aspects of him can represent people, like, especially the neurotic thing. I definitely can relate to a lot of, like, the stuff, like the breakfast scene. A lot of people talk about the breakfast scene. Yeah. But that is just so 
because like you get in those certain like you can feel like when you're in that certain mood or mindset that's kind of how you feel like you just want to say you just are like saying like the most dramatic things that make no sense when you look back on them or when you and for anyone else watching the movie um but in the moment it's like oh why are you butting your toes so loud obviously like i'm it's like you just get in those those yeah. moods and yeah. i don't think his character as a whole is supposed to be like you're supposed to relate to the entire character but i yeah. think you can relate to aspects at a certain point especially like the ocd stuff and the introverted stuff with like the the new year's party yeah is an example like i've definitely stood at the door when it, like when i like i have to go somewhere or like i'm thinking about going somewhere and you just like walk back and forth in the hall yeah at least you don't have to worry about that now yeah yeah <gasps> But I love, too, his, like, one-liners when, like, again, in that, when he's, like, saying, they're, like, sitting in the room or whatever, and he's, like, going off and being dramatic, and then, like, Alma says whatever, and then Cyril also says, like, oh, thank you, and he's, like, what a model of politeness you two are. I'm, like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) He's so good. I would just, like, backhand slap him, like, excuse me, sir. Well, the thing is, too, because, I mean, here's the thing. We have so many daddy issues movies. It's time we had a mommy issues movie, and that's what this one is. Um, You know? And it's like what it's saying is when his mom died, he kind of just stopped at that age, you know? Yeah. Um, Because that's something like, like, I don't know exactly when his mom, I'll just say 10. That's like something a 10-year-old would do, Mm -hmm. where it's like maybe not use that vocabulary, but it's like but the world the revolves around them in the sense that everything stays the same how they want it and if anything mm-hmm. changes then it's not their fault like it's someone else's fault exactly and that's the yeah it's like uh, the routine thing when she comes home and the dinner like she makes the dinner that surprises him that's like such like a 10 year old thing to do because like when you, especially for someone who needs a routine when your routine's broken it's like just the wor- the worst thing in the world like i'll just go take my bath now it's like oh okay just like doesn't care about anyone but themselves but with like the the sickness aspect of the movie that's kind of when he finally is at the point when he has to let someone take care of him and that's what he really wants is for someone to take care of him which that's what a 10 year old would want is for to have their mom just have 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 the attention of someone as like the then their only attention is on you you know mm-hmm. and their only job is to take care of you is that's like what you want when you're a kid and i think that's what the movie's about and i love how you're not they don't really tell you how to feel about it either it's very ambiguous where it's like is this like this is the this is in one sense this is the only way that there uh, he can a relationship with him can work just because the of the way he's wired um so like in one sense of the word obviously like there's a part of you that's like well he mean this is what makes him happier is doing this you know like he's just obvious he's obviously not happy when he is in those states where he either gets like so caught up in the work and then he just um comes down uh so yeah. i don't know and then but then it's like obviously poisoning people like it's very toxic you know no pun literally toxic uh no so, yeah their and relationship it's just, is so toxic yeah it's the most toxic but it's just so but i think there's also it's interesting because there's aspects of it that you're like oh 
Um, like when she uh, is first sort of interacting with him and starting to like model the dresses or and what mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, there's this line where like he says something about her like I think maybe like she could leave or something and she said or that he needs her and but he needs her to like stand for a long time and she's like I can stand endlessly no one can stand as long as I can and like Mm. that's the kind of thing that you would say like it just was in the writing it was interesting because she said a lot of things like that at the beginning where like when you're first falling for someone or having feelings for someone like you say things like that where you're like I could do this forever I could be in love with you forever mm-hmm. and then you get to a point you know where her character kind of shifts tonally because she's realizing that like she loves him but there's also these other things that maybe are hindering you their know their forever so Right. I think that's it's like she's the only person, too, that could have done that because he's I think with the girl at the beginning, it's kind of insinuated that this he does this on a regular basis. It's like it's like mm-hmm. every like three something months finds a new muse. You know, mm-hmm. that's very like cliche. But I think it's like there was something there's something about her which you only you don't really f- see in the beginning. But as you go through the film and as you see like things she does you learn more about like her character and who she is and like how she could really be the only person that he could ever do this with you know yeah like um which is again like it's like subverting the like the the one true love trope where it's like oh it's the one true love it's the only person that he could be happy with but it's in this it's just such such a uh, it's, it's they just both so need good. to go to therapy. They both they, they do. Just, they just need to work some stuff out. And it's like this: the score is so beautiful, but it's like this is it's like you're it's like this two conflicting things where it's like yeah. this is so such like a beautiful film, but it's like there's this really dark it's dark side to it. It's almost like a dark rom com, like mm-hmm. a dark comedy with a romantic element. You yeah, know? I agree. I love. <laughs> I love. I love the line too. I have to throw this in there, um, where he again he's so dramatic, but he just he gets is. so up in he's... arms, and he says, "No one gives a tinker's fucking curse about Mrs. Vaughn's satisfaction." <laughs> I'm like this guy. He is so funny. What a load. Yeah, of work. and that's what it is too, because you're laughing, but you're like, should I really be laughing right now? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, this is funny. I mean, you're not necessarily, I don't know. I feel like you're not necessarily, like, rooting for them, though. Like, you're kind of like, you recognize that he's just not a great person. And Mm -hmm. so when you laugh at it, it's kind of just like, he could be this way and also not be an asshole. Like, he could still be dramatic and quirky and funny. Right. And, like, good at the things he does and not also be this bad person on the mm-hmm. flip side so i don't know right i just like how it's like not it doesn't really give you an answer at the end like it's not telling you how to feel about their relationship because it like especially with that final song and scene it's like it plays as like this really beautiful like oh they'll be together forever and happy and have this kid you know mm-hmm. like that's kind of like the scene it plays as but also like if you know the whole story like maybe if you watch that scene 
without the context of the movie, you would have be like, oh, this is going to be such a cute movie. It's all going to lead up to this final scene where they're like, he's lying on her lap and they have this little baby and they're looking ahead to their lives. Like if you watch the scene out of context, you're like, this is beautiful. This is really cute. But when you have the, when you see the whole movie and you know what it takes for them to have this relationship, you're like, is this, how should I feel about this? You just mm-hmm. don't know. And I think, I mean, for certain kind of people, they, it depends on how you're going to feel. Like I know there are some letterbox reviews I saw, one, a couple actually, which is kind of funny how it's like they watch this in the theater and then some old ladies were like, oh, they, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make your relationship work. And that's yeah. kind of like, that's a take you could take from the movie. Not that we would know. Right. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. I, that's well. a joke aimed at myself as much as it, as it is. Yeah. It? Yes. Stats and spooks. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. One other thing that I wanted to point out that I really liked about this movie was the sound design um, of kind of the little things. I know people always talk, like, the main one I have heard about is the, like, buttering the toast um yeah but like even in the other things like when the the ladies are working on the dress and they're like poking the pin through Mm. or touching the fabric or like ripping off the ribbon like all those kind of things i love that they accentuated those sounds uh in a way to make sound sort of a more prominent uh aspect of the film Because usually it wouldn't be like that. Like, you would hear the sounds, but they wouldn't be in the forefront. Whereas Mm. I think this movie really kind of pushed a lot of those sounds that would normally not be as heard kind of more to the forefront, which I appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just makes it more immersive. Like, it's such a visceral experience, like, watching this movie for me. Just, like, everything feels like it's perfectly placed to be, like, this is... I don't know. It just, everything feels like just um, visceral. And like, I feel like this is such a move. Like I could reach out and like, just touch everything. And like, I'm completely transported into all this um, mm-hmm. with the music, the sound design, the way it's shot, the, like the lighting, just, it all just is like a really nice mixture, a uh, nice cookie. You know, you got to mix it all together. <sighs> You make it, and it all comes together perfectly. Um, Great. <laughs> man, I used a lemon zester and a cookie metaphor in this. Who would have would have guessed that one going in? Yeah. Now on this segment of is it dot, 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 gay? Um, sorry. I just, For this I, movie? I did. No, because I wrote this actually in my notes. Like, before we brought it up in the previous movie, um, okay. I did write in my notes that this movie has queer subtext in it. Um, because, listen, this man, the fact that he's never been with a woman, like, for a long amount of time, and he hasn't, like, doesn't do long-term relationships, Mm. and he's, like, um, you know, like, that, that was when I originally wrote it, wrote down that note, because he was, like, talking about how he doesn't like stay with women long or like she was saying that like to him, Mm. I think in a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Hmm, maybe I see what you're saying. (laughs) And it definitely could be read that way. I read it more as that's why I like how there's no like sexual element in this movie. Yeah. Because I read it more as like, again, he's like a 10 year old and he's, that's not really on his mind. Um, or like, 
I don't know. Like, it just kind of – that I read it more as part of that. But you can read it as that. I mean, it's both ways. There's not really – yeah, I think that probably would be the biggest case is that kind of aspect of his. He looks like he's jealous of her at the dinner, but maybe he's jealous of the doctor. So you could – You never that. know. I mean, no, so he does a, talk a little about there. the doctor being a nice young man – in like the middle of the two insults but there's there's a little i mean he's nicety. dramatic he likes a flair for the for the drama he I does he does he's very face. dramatic like putting those notes in the dresses that's such like a dramatic thing yeah like because like, no one's gonna see that yeah you um, do it for your own flair but i do like i like just that idea also yeah like like a secret thing like i would i think a lot of um i don't know why i said a lot i think people do that though like put hidden things in in clothing like well i know paul thomas anderson like did this because he was like i mean there's a lot of reasons but he was also very like fascinated with designers and like those kind that period i I love fashion designers it could be like probably it's like an aspect of someone he researched and he was like oh that's i'll take that for the Mm -hmm. character you know it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility i also was gonna say that um i don't know i just feel like you can't have a name like woodcock and be completely straight (laughs) (laughs) and he kept it too you know that's the big and he puts it prominently on his dresses like i said yeah look he's proud of it letters anyway Uh, (laughs) wait did you like the music that was i did no i've listened to the score before oh i've I've listened to this score multiple times um so amazing this was my first time listening to it in the context of the film well yeah because the music is such a it's i think i read it's like 90 minutes of the movie is the music is playing Mm-hmm. which is a lot of that's a lot of music and i think mm-hmm. like i don't know it reminded me of i recently rewatched the irishman and it reminded me of like how the music is just like flows through every scene you know it's because it's, it's almost like always there and so when it's not there you feel like this really dramatic silence mm-hmm. um which is really cool yeah and it makes like the silent parts like oh wow this is a this is a big scene like the dinner scene which is i think one of the better scenes so that's our first ever cinema cinema swap. That's what we're calling it, cinema swap. I, we went through so many names. I, I have to. It's gonna too take many a, names, a second too for many me to names, remember. and we kind of settled because we just can't think of other things. We're not clever. Cinema swap with stats and spooks. <laughs> I almost forgot the other uh, names, but those are, that's the names. We have to keep it now. We, it we have to keep it now. Yeah. Every episode, we bring back stats and spooks. Stats and scoops, spooks. <laughs> no i would say i give this movie like a three and a half four star like maybe like a 3.75 wow so dramatic just like just 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 like the character (laughs) because i feel like three and a half is too low but i like i feel like i would have to watch it again to like i mean i I loved this movie the first time i watched it but the second when i rewatched it this time i liked it even more just like yeah like i feel like it's something you enjoy more on a second watch i will probably not watch this again um (laughs) like it's just not a movie that i would enjoy rewatching. i don't think yeah i would say like a three point high score Three point eight five, three three point like seven five, like right in that range. Like where it's almost a four, but not quite. Right. 
but you would round up to a four maybe who knows you never know you never know yeah like if i mean i, I gave cool hand luke a four it's yeah like four, if, two if i scored you know. it on letterbox i would probably round it up to a four just because like, i'm glad letterbox doesn't do decimals because i would stress out about that way too much three like, i already stress out so much seven, about about yeah, I already stressed like, out so much about the full numbers. It's like if they added in more decimals, it's just no. So outro time. Um, oh we God. have social medias that are not named stats and spooks. There are actual names. Yeah. Um, but the pod is also on all social media platforms. Just search secondhand film critics and we will come up um, everywhere but parlor. And you can hit us with a five-star <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts. Be the first reviewer of 2021. Please do that. What a claim to fame that would be. What a claim to fame. If you get the yeah, review so on a t-shirt. Yeah, no one's reviewed it yet as of today anyway. Yeah. So first reviewer of 2021, that could be you. Yeah. And it costs zero dollars. Zero. Um, <laughs> zero. Um, uh, our next episode... We don't, do we know our next episode? We don't, know. <laughs> All right. We have potential, we're trying, we, scheduling. We scheduling. have one idea, it might be a we've never seen, I won't say what it will be, but that might be a we've never seen. It might seen. be, Which we'll see, of... we're working things out. Sp- spooks and, wait, stats and spooks, um, wait, I need another S word. Search for. I was going to say schedule. Sources. Stats and, stats and spooks. But I need like a word like st- st- schedule. St- the schedule. You know what I mean? My brain does not set work. Up. Set up. Stats the schedule. and spooks set up the schedule. Yeah, that schedule works. Schedule set up. Anyway, no one cares. <sighs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hope you guys like. If you liked this um, type of episode, then tell us. You know, it's we, gonna we, come it's back. Se- we're we're gonna it's bring a new it back. Series. Maybe look at movies we haven't seen and be like, you should recommend them watch this. And like, but they oh, have to be yeah. ones that one of us have seen. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not going to be... Because that would just be a we've never seen then, which we already do if we have both, <laughs> if both of us haven't seen it. Oh, man. Whoa. It's a parody of ourselves. Okay. We're parodying um, ourselves. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Spooks. <laughs> and I'm Stats. <laughs> And, and we're your second film critics. Boo. This was Cinema Swap.